Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning. It's the Three Inning Save podcast. I'm your host, Eric Steven. I have a quick uh, solo episode for you today because this is the three-inning save podcast about a three-inning save that happened last night. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough of the Dodgers uh, finished off the Dodgers' 6-2 to two win over the Milwaukee Brewers. It was the Dodgers' ninth win in a row. They're kind of rolling right now. Pretty much all of August they've been winning. Since uh, the trade deadline, it seems like everyone has... Uh, contributed, but we are the three inning save podcast, so I want to focus on that for today. Um, this is the fourth uh, three inning save of the season for the Dodgers. The first two were by Andre Jackson, the patron saint of the three inning save. Um, he uh, saved a ten to one game on April first. That was the the first. Uh, you know what? I th- I guess it depends on when the game ended. Because on that same day, Tucker Davidson had a four-inning save for the Angels. So he was either the first or second in Major League Baseball this year, a three-inning save. But a 10-to-1 game, like perfect conditions. I was not at that game. I was at the next day's game and got to talk to Andre Jackson about it, uh, sort of explaining to him why I think uh, I love the quirkiness of the three-inning save, whether it's a blowout or not. Um, there's always value in it, even if it is like in a blowout because you're, you know, you're, you're saving the bullpen, even though it it is kind of ridiculous in a way where you can, you can get a save in a a 10 to one game. Um, but that's why kind of why I love it. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, so, um, he also had a save, uh, later in the year on uh, June 10th, the Dodgers were in Philadelphia, another blowout. It was nine to nothing. He pitched the final three innings of that one. Um, And then we talked about uh, last week, uh, or I believe uh, possibly two podcasts ago, about Emmett Sheehan. Um, He was obviously starting for the Dodgers, but uh, just before he was uh, optioned uh, to make room for Ryan Yarbrough, uh, he was on the roster on August 3rd, one day before he got optioned, and uh, the Dodgers needed some bulk innings, and he provided that, uh, pitching four innings to get a save in an 8-2 win over uh, Oakland, and it was like very perfect timing because he, on his way out, like saved the bullpen in, in a way and, um, you know, picked up a save. It sort of also went to the minors on a high note. He had pitched five scoreless innings the uh, about five days before. Uh, he gave up two solo home runs, but they were relatively harmless uh, in the, in the context of the game. Um, that's the thing about three inning saves: the they take, you know, they don't just happen in a vacuum. You, things have to go right, and I think everything went right for Sheehan to get that. Like the offense had to rally. Um, it was the timing that he he was the fully rested extra guy in the rotation, uh, not going to start, uh, but then also. So they needed him to cover some innings, and it just worked out. Ryan Yarbrough, who the Dodgers 
forgot they activated him the next day after that three inning or four inning save by Sheehan. Um, he's pitched three times for the Dodgers, all in relief. The first one was more of um, a bulk uh, outing, uh, you know, so, uh, a pseudo starter. Uh, he followed opener Michael Grove um, in, on the Saturday, August 5th, in his Dodgers debut in San Diego. Grove looked great, which uh, he's on the injured list right now, but obviously sort of struggled in the rotation. But in short burst, he's been pretty good the few times they've used him and he struck out four in a row then allowed a single only faced five batters because it was a short opener situation I think uh his path to uh, sort of a role this year still is probably in the bullpen if he can do that that would be a big boost to the staff um but uh that set the stage for Yarborough who you know like Grove throws hard mid mid upper 90s um, really good stuff. Yarborough does not throw, uh, hard at all. Like he topped out on, um, on Tuesday night against the Brewers at 88.5 miles an hour. Uh, he's thrown 828 pitches this year between the Royals and the Dodgers. Nine of them have been clocked at 90 miles an hour, uh, topping out at 90.8 on April 3rd, uh, when he was with the Royals. Um, but this is uh, Kike Hernandez, uh, who was also a trade deadline acquisition uh, by the Dodgers, uh, who faced Ryan Yarbrough uh, when he when Yarbrough was with the Rays the last few years, and and Kike was with the Red Sox. This is what Kike Hernandez had to say uh, about Yarbrough. Couple games he's pitched. I mean Yarbrough, I've faced him for two years in the AL East, and. Um, you think that me having success against lefties in my career and him not being a hard thrower or anything like that, I'll be, I'll be waiting for to face him. But man, he's a, he's a really uncomfortable bat. It's funky. It's coming from a weird angle, and, and he's got a plus plus extension, which makes his 86 feel like it's 93, 94. And um, he's splitting the plate in half with his cutter and the sinker, and then he's got he's got the breaking ball and a changeup as well. Um, he's really tough for anybody, not not just lefties but righties too. And um, I think with with the way that this organization tends to get the most out of pitchers in terms of uh, utilizing pitches, I think he's he's in the right in the right place, and I think he's gonna he's he's gonna be huge for us. So yeah, Yarbrough has been very effective. He allowed one run and four and a third in that first outing. Then uh, last week on um, on Wednesday when Clayton Kershaw uh, returned, uh, when the Dodgers or I guess uh, excuse me, it was Thursday. Uh, when the Dodgers were back home, Clayton Kershaw was not quite built up, so he was only going to go five innings. And so you had sort of Yarbrough rested and ready to follow him. Now, I obviously before the game was thinking, well, that's a recipe for a three-inning save. However, there's this funny little thing. You have to have a lead uh, to have a three-inning save. And the Dodgers, when Kershaw left that game after five, it was one to nothing Rockies because uh, Ty Block was pitching for Colorado. And we talked about on the last episode how Dave Roberts jokingly referred to Ty Block as Cy Block because of his numbers against the Dodgers. It was it was pretty funny. The Dodgers did end up coming back to win that game, and Yarbrough, instead of getting a three-inning save, he pitched three scoreless innings, held the Rockies at bay, setting up the win. He got the win in that one. Um, so that set the stage for Tuesday against the Brewers. So Yarbrough is on four days rest, um, you know, and pitched three innings, so he was good to go uh, tonight. Uh, Bobby Miller was fantastic. He allowed a single to start the game and then a walk. Um, uh, he said 
after the game didn't um, didn't not he didn't care about the single, but he's like that that'll happen. He was more um, annoyed with the walk that he let the the batter get away. Uh, but then uh, he retired the next eighteen in a row. Now um, th- they scored in the first on uh, you know two of those outs, but. Um, so it was one, one to nothing at, at that point, but he did not allow anything else the rest of the way. He was only at 74 pitches through six innings. He was starting Tuesday on, uh, five days rest after last Wednesday in Arizona, uh, pitching six scoreless. He also started the seventh inning for the first time in his career. He did not retire the two batters he faced. Uh, they were both stranded, but that's two back to back, just absolutely stellar outings from Miller. Um, but Roberts, Dave Roberts decided to pull him. He said after the game now, um, you know, a lot of factors went into that one. Yarbrough's rested, but two, um, you know, uh, Miller is also pitching on Sunday on four days rest. So I don't think they wanted to necessarily push him with that start coming up. The Dodgers are off Monday. So like the rest of the rotation after that game gets an extra day of rest the next time through. It's a weird uh, finishing schedule because of the Do- the Dodgers had a bunch of off days in June, and you know everyone has All Star break in July, but there were some off days there too. They only have um, four off days the rest of the season, so um, there's going to be some stretches of like 13 days in a row. They just finished one; they were 12 and one in that stretch. Um, so they're gonna they're gonna be probably a little more judicious, like. Um, you could argue the other day when Julio Urias uh, struck out 12 in seven innings, like he could have easily went out there for the eighth, but I think they're trying to sort of uh, save an inning here and there whenever they can, uh, especially for the pitchers who are um, sort of expected to pitch deep in October. Miller is not like, you know, guaranteed that, but he's, he's certainly pitching well enough to make a very, very strong case to be one of the starters in the postseason. Now there's a long way to go between now and then, but um, that's where we're at. But Yarborough uh, comes in, and obviously Miller's throwing a hundred in his final inning, and it's a big, it's a big difference facing Yarborough. Um, so uh, the other thing, it, it's one to one when Miller left the game. He actually never led when he was on the mound at all. And then the where you know things have to happen to get a three inning save, the Dodgers rallied for five runs in the sixth inning. So that set the stage um, for Ryan Yarbrough when he came in, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, after the break. So Yarbrough comes in, and, and like Miller, he allowed a hit to his first batter face. Only this hit was by Carlos Santana, who hit one roughly to the moon. Uh, I believe it went to the, the, like the top, like one of the last few rows in the left field pavilion, like, close to hitting it out of Dodger Stadium. He absolutely crushed that ball. Kike Hernandez, who pinch hit with a two-run single in the top or the bottom of the sixth, um, did not move an inch in left field. Uh, you know, the, the classic, everyone knows it's a home run immediately situation. So, But that just made it 6-2. But then Yarbrough, like uh, Miller, settled down after that and didn't allow a thing the rest of the way and got his three-inning save. Now, it's the first... Um, Major league save for Ryan Yarbrough. He had um, a minor league save in, I believe it, I had it earlier. I think it was 2013 in um, rookie ball with when he was with the Mariners. He also had a save at Old Dominion um, 
no, no, sorry, Old Dominion was in is in was in 2013 when he was a junior. Um, and both of those were traditional: the inning and a third for the Old Dominion, and and just a straight inning in rookie ball. So this was a, his first save in the majors and first three inning save, just generally. Um, did not get a chance to talk to Ryan Yarbrough after the game. Here's the deal about that. So uh, normally post game, no matter like you don't know who you're going to get necessarily after the game, but generally speaking, you'll always get the manager pre and post game, and you'll always get that day's starting pitcher after the game. Um, now it's not the same uh, as a starting pitcher. He he, but he he went had a long enough workload to where, um. He was on the training table basically for a while, like icing up, like doing sort of a, a post start type um, routine. So he wasn't necessarily in the clubhouse available. Um, but it, with a starter, you know, they go through all that like as the game's going on. So by the time the game's over, they're pretty much ready to talk. Now, so that that was sort of the timing. I'll, I'll talk to Yarrow later this week and hopefully share some of that with our regular weekly episode. But, um, Seems like a pretty affable guy. Um, so that's four uh, saves of three innings or more uh, for the Dodgers this year. Um, they it, it, There's been 28 in the majors this year, 28 saves of at least three innings. That matches all of last year. So um, it, it, we picked a good time to launch the three-inning save podcast. It is the year of the three-inning save, I think. But this is what uh, Dave Roberts had to say about Yarborough. Uh, I asked this question, uh, but and I, I will note, I did not frame it as like, um, so what's so good about a three inning save? It was more like, how, how was Yarbrough's, uh, how was Yarbrough's game? What has he meant? And Dave Roberts himself, um, said the words three inning save. This is what he said after the game. It's just, you know, you can look back at two weeks ago and you're trying to figure out ways to, um, rest bullpen guys and manage their workload. And now you get a guy like Robert, you get a three inning save and, he can be back online in four days. Um, it, it just, it's a huge lift for all of us. And it not only lifts our starters, but it also, you know, most importantly, um, is a big boost to our pen. And I just consider him really to start, wants to start, but he's just all for where he is. So you have a situation now um, where Yarbrough pitched the final three innings of this game. The Dodgers were off Monday. So nobody else in the bullpen, all seven uh, other relievers in the bullpen, uh, have pitched for two days. So th- that's the, sort of the beauty of the three-inning save, not only closing out a win, but also like saving the bullpen. That's more of the save than the like pitching in a close game aspect of it. And so that's a big plus, and that's what Roberts was alluding to. Also, Yarbrough's sort of willingness to – obviously he wants to start. He's pitched in – multiple roles and for you know years with the Rays then this year with the Royals he did both starting and relieving uh he's just he's ready to do whatever he's asked but um so saving the bullpen like is a key thing but the other thing is we talked about on the last podcast uh Yancy Almonte injured his uh, right knee sprained his right knee on Friday night went on the IL on Saturday Joe Kelly um sort of I guess was dealing with uh, an elbow issue uh, it's either elbow inflammation or forearm inflammation. The Dodgers, I think, have said both. Um, roughly, to say it's the same area either way. Um, he went on the injured list Sunday. Um, now, it's unclear if these are going to be like 
shortish stays on uh, the injured list. If they are, they're they could be back as late as uh, late next week, like August 25th for Joe Kelly. August 27th for Yancy Almonte is the minimum. Now, obviously, we don't know just yet. I will say Joe Kelly was throwing in the outfield at Dodger Stadium on Tuesday before the game, so it's not like he's shut down or anything. Um, so we'll see on that. But both of those right-handers, uh, they left the – the Dodgers only have four right-handers in the bullpen right now. Uh, one of those is Gus Varlin, who was just called up on Tuesday. He was a Rule 5 pick uh, in December by the Brewers. He, he made the team in spring training. Started the year in the bullpen, um, got hit by a comebacker. He it almost hit him in the face. He got his hand, his right hand up in time to sort of block it, but suffered a right hand contusion for that. Um, went on the injured list. Now he said uh, earlier today he the toughest part about that wasn't the physical thing, but it was the mental thing. Of obviously, you know, taking a line drive and trying to get back. And while he was uh, he did a rehab assignment in the minors for the Brewers. That that's the only way. A rule five pick can go to the minors, you know, if you're on the IL. Um, but he's, and then he, he said he got hit by another comebacker um, while in the minors on his left hand. Like, I guess it was probably at the bottom of the glove, at like, so basically, like, near, near his wrist or bottom of the hand. So, man, he was just going through it there for a bit. So he comes back uh, to the Brewers after the injured list stint, has a couple, like, uh, whatever, like, so so. Addings, and then he gave up nine runs in a, in one inning in one uh, against St. Louis uh, when the Cardinals were like sort of playing at their peak. The Dodgers got him uh, right after that, and they sort of blew the doors off of them. The the Cardinals did to the Dodgers. Um, so uh, Varland was designated for assignment. Within a few days, he was returned to the Dodgers, and then he's been in AAA off the forty man roster ever since until Tuesday when they called him up. Uh, the corresponding move for Varlin adding to the 40-man was outfielder Jake Marisnik, who is on the has been on the injured list since um, the post All-Star break road trip uh, with a ha- with hamstring uh, strain. Uh, they put him on the 60-day injured list, so earliest he could come back. Now the thing is, he's not really, especially after the trade deadline, he's sort of not really in their plans at this point. I guess you could make an argument. You know, he might be the 14th guy, the 14th position player in September at that point when he's active, but he can't be activated now before September 17th. But I think uh, they'll sort of deal with that when they get there. Um, So you have a a bullpen with four righties and four lefties. I don't, and one of them is Yarbrough, who's like, you know, obviously the long guy who can sort of go when you need him to go deep. But then I don't think they necessarily need the other three lefties, but they just don't have any other right-handers on the 40-man right now. So uh, a possible solution within the next week or so, like before Kelly and Almonte get back, is Shelby Miller. Um, He started a uh, rehab assignment um, about 11 days ago, 12 days ago by the time you'll hear this. Pitched three games in the Arizona Complex League. He shifted his rehab to AAA Oklahoma City uh, this week. He is supposed to pitch on Wednesday. Uh, Dave Roberts did not have a timetable for Miller, um, who has been dealing with a pinched nerve in his neck that led to some nerve stuff uh, that's kept him out since June. Um, So he didn't have a timetable, except that he said he probably will start, he probably will pitch like two or three outings with Oklahoma City at least, including probably a back-to-back. 
Now that can all get sort of accomplished this week, I think. Uh, Miller is also on the 60-day injured list, so um, the earliest he could come back is Sunday. So the, the Dodgers are off Monday. I, I wonder if they'll do the thing where he'll pitch Wednesday for Oklahoma City and then maybe go like either Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sunday, and then just be ready to sort of join the team on Tuesday when they're on the road trip. They go to Cleveland and Boston next week. Um, I think that's probably the play here. So that, that would give him the other, like a fifth righty. Um, Cause you know, having that many lefties is a lot, uh, unless you're specifically facing a team that is susceptible to that, but they're, they're generally comfortable with rolling with two lefties. I'm, I'm sort of excluding Yarbrough here because he's more the, the longer guy. He's not really a specialist, but like, you know, having Ferguson and Vesia as the two lefties is probably the, the norm going forward. And Victor Gonzalez might be the odd man out when Miller comes back. They'll also have to make a corresponding 40 man move for Miller, but we'll deal with that when we get there. But yeah, that's it. Uh, three inning save Ryan Yarbrough, um, first of his career. Uh, fourth save of three innings or more by the Dodgers this year. I just wanted to get this out to you uh, because we are the three-inning save podcast, and this is a three-inning save. So I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Uh, We will be back with our regular episode uh, later this week. Uh, The three-inning save podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network. We are produced ably by Brian Salvatore. Thank you, Brian, and thank you for listening. We will talk to you again in a few days. (laughs) 